Hello, world. I'm Greg Batten. Is that Thursday? News. Well, all kinds of good stuff today. Call a friend. Tell him he's on there. Do miracles still happen? And, and what is a miracle? I think they happen every day. When closed minds open up and the spiritually blind suddenly see the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and rebels surrender and become God's children. Jesus promised that we who believe can have a part in great works like these by making requests in his name. Our Heavenly Father waits for us to draw near with our big petitions. He looks to see that we are asking based on the merits and the reconciling work of Jesus. He also wants us to see that we have confessed all known sin and firmly believe that he will do what he said. We are to have faith that he'll keep his promises and will respond for our good. The Bible says that God delights in giving his children gifts. Matthew 7, 11. Yep, God alone knows the perfect action to take and the right time to take it. But he invites us to ask in faith and keep on asking. What in the world is going on? They say get ready, Memphis, Tennessee. Authorities are preparing for the release of body police officer body cam footage of Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old black man who died three days after a traffic stop. The chief of police gave an address Wednesday evening and called Nichols' death heinous, reckless, inhumane, cautioning people not to react violently when they see the footage that's going to be released. This is not just professional failing. This is a failing of basic humanity towards another individual. The five officers who were involved in this whole thing failed our community. They failed the family. It's beyond regrettable. Those five cops are all fired, by the way. In the vein of transparency, when the video is released in the coming days, you'll see this is true for yourselves. I expect you to feel what the family feels. I expect you to feel outraged by the disregard for basic human rights as our police officers have taken an oath to do the opposite of what you see on this video. Wow, some really damning words from the mayor, Memphis, Tennessee. But it is the new America, and every day, stuff like this is oozing out. I say listen up. World War Three, right here, right now, really. Russia said on Thursday it saw that promised delivery of Western tanks to the Ukraine as evidence of direct and growing involvement of the United States and other European countries in that conflict. They reacted to the first time with the announcement that the United States and Germany said they would arm Ukraine with dozens of battle tanks in its fights against Russia. And Putin, is he still in charge? Could be getting closer to that red button and nuclear power. You never know what man might do. How's the weather where you are today? Still pretty rough in Fort Wayne. Lots of things closed down. We'll get back together tomorrow. I did a little video on Facebook to show you what it looked like. Very beautiful, but oh, stopped us in our tracks in Fort Wayne, Indiana and other places. Down south, Arkansas, Alabama, tornadoes galore. It is just rough weather just about everywhere in America. Pray for those who have lost their lives, for those who have lost everything in some instances. It's just hard to watch that video footage of all the destruction. Try to put yourself in 
those people's shoes. So ban those bad weapons and this thing will all work out. Crazy Governor Gavin Newsom has slammed the Second Amendment following that mass shooting in Monterey Park. You know, I think he's going to run for president one of these days, and he's just so far over there on the left. Mr. Good-looking. Authorities have provided an update on the weapons used now, the two pistols, etc., that are actually banned in California. The 72-year-old man who did the shooting stood at the door, fired off 42 rounds, killed 11 people. They say the weapon had a modification of the trigger and and modified it somehow with a homemade silencer. The weapon shown during the press conference, the one MAC-10 is typically illegal to own in California, has some of the most restrictive gun laws in America on assault weapons. However, in California, you're allowed to legally possess a weapon that is later outlawed. Also, this guy had a 30-round magazine, and they swapped that out somewhere during the shooting. That's also outlawed in California. Oh, evil will prevail if man wants it to. Oh, yeah. So the question comes up, what do we really know about mass shootings? It feels like they're a lot alike. You know why that is? Because they are. New study out today from the Secret Service. They examined 173 public attacks occurring between January of 2016, December 2020, and found patterns that repeated itself again and again. Who does it? Almost all attackers act alone and are men, though attackers range in age from 14 to 87. The average age, younger than 34. Nearly 73% of the attacks involved firearms, most of them fatal. The remaining attacks didn't involve firearms, were mostly non-fatal. Why did they do this? Nearly all attackers experienced a significant stress of some sort, such as a loved one dying or losing a job. In the five years prior to that attack, whatever it might be, 77% of them said they experienced something within a year. Half of those incidents were motivated by perceived wrongs in the workplace or at home. And the killing of seven people in Half Moon Bay, California, described by officials as an act of, there it is, workplace violence. The study says that nearly half of those attackers had a history of perpetuating misogyny or some domestic violence, and that those behaviors deserve increased attention from the police. Violent online postings and chatting can also signal an individual may commit an attack. For example, the shooter in the Uvalde massacre in Texas there threatened women online and shared graphically misogynistic content repeatedly. Nearly 66% of attackers said or did things so objectively concerning the report says that they should have been met with an immediate response from someone. Many of these were even reported to law enforcement, to employers, and others prior to that attack, a mass shooting or whatever. So what's the takeaway from this report? Recognizing shared patterns among past mass attacks early could prevent future trap. Well, to some extent, over 40 incidents of mass violence already occurred this year in America. And two incidents happened in California just this week. Legislators are debating what laws they can pass to slow and stop all of this. Uh-huh. More news right after this. Well, it's one of those days where I'm thinking about uh, fishing. Why not? 
For some reason, I was thinking about drifting, especially if I get lazy. Put out only one anchor. If it's somewhat windy, I'm all over the place. In a similar way, unless you anchor in the Word, you can easily slip away from a close relationship with God. The unsecured vessel may float quickly to a new location, whereas a spiritual change can occur slowly and without knowledge. In fact, because such slippage is often gradual, it's easy to adjust to each slight shift and become accustomed to an increasingly superficial Christian walk, like I talk about a superficial new America. Spiritual drifting usually indicates living outside of the will of God. My friend, being adrift over time can produce devastating results in your Christian walk. Sure it can. Christians may eventually lose interest in the things of God. Excitement over spiritual truth diminishes and obeying biblical commands may seem less important. The message, stay hot for God, no matter what. Stay hot for God. Time now for our segment called Stop, Look, and Listen Very Carefully on Hello World. This will challenge you. Going to be talking to Dr. Dennis Clarence Cuddy very soon. He is a conspiracy expert. He said there's some things happening every Christian needs to know. You know, there's so many things happening out there and so many conspiracy theories, you begin to wonder what is truth. And, and here's a thought now. Give this some consideration. The U.S. government did withhold medical treatment from black men in the Tuskegee trial. Richard Nixon really did cover up Watergate. Jeffrey Epstein really did force girls to have sex with his powerful friends. Transnational oil companies really did hide how much they knew about climate change. Where does it all end? Fake news. See, I believe that it's considered a conspiracy theory that uh, there are those in the news media, the left-leaning loonies, that are really trying to help destroy America. But that is a theory and one that many say just absolutely ridiculous. So how do you distinguish between plausible and implausible? And we might be more likely to fall, they say, for the implausible ones if they're being spouted by people we trust. Aha! Here we go now. This is a lengthy, lengthy article, but I wanted to pick this part out. It got me to thinking, and it'll get you to thinking. So we have a tendency to believe those people we trust. And it's true for you. If you hear a scientist, a doctor, maybe somebody on the radio that you respect, you say, well, this is someone I can trust. And the reason you trust them is that they're with somebody respected, like a Christian radio station and a group heading that station that has really been down the line biblically. And then they have some guy on the radio. Well, we trust them. We trust him. Here's the problem, they say. You're not discerning, really. So here's what those people are saying now. That person on the radio, as an example, says something you agree with. And that becomes the reason you trust them. Then when the person says something that you're not sure about, well, because of the past, you trust them again. What they're saying has to be the truth. The next step, of course, is to figure out how to fight the spread of conspiracy nonsense. And that's where the rub is today. What is it, do you think? This whole message boils down to what they say the problem is, why you believe all the conspiracy. You're overconfident. You believe what you believe is the absolute truth. Now, I wonder why that would be for Christians. Is there anything we can go to that is the absolute truth? Absolutely. And again, there's the problem, my friend. 
That's why Christians especially, you, you know what the truth is. You believe the word, my friend, that God has brought forth in his holy word. So, yeah, you are right. And all the other theories and ideas, every man's right in his own eyes. So all that stuff comes in, and there's where the confusion is. Hey, do you think we really landed on the moon? Hey, do you think that the election and putting Sleepy Joe in the White House was rigged? Are you a con- I can't wait to talk to Dr. Cuddy at Southwest Radio Church's Watchman on the Wall. He says, we got to talk, Greg. I've got some incredible things. Yep, it's the new America. It's the new world in 2023. Ultimately, of course, the question is, what do you believe and why do you believe it? Stop, look, listen very carefully. Well, sir, you certainly look fit, very healthy. Only cost $2 million a year? What? A middle-aged software developer worth, well, nine figures says he's spending up $2 million a year to biohack his body back into regaining its youth. His name, Brian Johnson, he's 45 years old, made a fortune in his 30s when he sold his payment processing company called Braintree Payment Solutions to eBay for $800 million in cash has a daily routine that he says has given him the heart of a 37-year-old, the skin of a 28-year-old, the lung capacity, and the fitness of an 18-year-old. Could I add right here, the brain of a 2-year-old, Johnson has a team of 30 different doctors and has a regenerative health expert. Well, several of those overseeing his regimen. His goal is to have every major organ, brain, I mean everything, functioning as if he were a teenager. The initiative known as Project Blueprint requires Johnson to abide by a strict vegan diet and, uh, I don't know, just bizarre some of the things people do. Where can I spend my money? <laughs> I'm thinking head down to the dollar store, get some shampoo. Good grief, Jolly Brown. What else is happening in brief? Tesla reported record profits yesterday. There you go, Elon. Said it's going to work to try to speed up its car production. Chevron, they're going to buy back, what, $75 billion of its stock after scoring some really big profits last year. Microsoft suffered a global cloud outage that briefly locked users out of several Microsoft services this week. Things will happen. How about this? Who said that? Little kid says, first, now wait a minute. You want me to walk and talk? Then you want me to sit still and shut up? <laughs> Not fair. You said, hey, a big shout out to all the truck drivers out there driving around the country through all of this stuff. Thank you for serving us. One of my men stranded in Florida needs a few thousand dollars. Part like the catalytic converter, I guess. Remember this? Hey, get out there and turn that antenna around, and I'll yell out when the picture comes in <laughs> better. Well, with all that stuff I've had to say for another day, how about Bible? Where is my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Say it. God is great all the time, my friend. We're so grateful to 
be on this radio station doing a Christian broadcast of news, information, and comment every day at this time. So a big thank you to this station. Have you thanked him lately? Have you given lately? Always a need. Yep. Today, pray about it. See what God would have you do. Greg Patton Ministries out of the Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana, bringing you the good news of Jesus Christ. Revival, love them. Love to meet people in person. Share the good news. See lives changed. Your church, get in touch. GregPatton.com. G-R-A-G. P-A-T-T-E-N. We're going to say many of you. Yeah, down in uh, Tennessee. Got the big Sherathon coming up. That's the 22nd, 23rd, 24th of February, Wednesday through Friday. And then the 26th, we're going to be at the First Free Will Baptist Church, Elizabethan, Tennessee, one of my favorite spots. Coming back the first weekend of March, Boone's Creek Bible Church, Southwest Radio Church, Clarity, and all the chaos. Oh, these are good. Going to be a good time down in Tennessee. Get to meet some of you in person. I love it. Thank all of you that have been coming on board on Facebook. I love friends. You can be one today. Greg Patton on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for giving. Just being here. It's a really big deal for us. You know, as a pastor, sometimes I wished I hadn't heard that. Or I just don't want to know. You did what? As a Christian, you did what? What sin have you committed that no one knows anything about, hidden in those deep recesses of your spiritual closet? God, could you ever forgive me of this? What do you think the answer to that is? The Bible tells us that if we seek God's forgiveness through confession of our wrongdoing, then he's faithful, he's righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's First John 1, 9. God's greater than any sin, my friend. And his love for us is unconditional and it is eternal. Sadly, many people fail to realize this and they go through life feeling unforgiven. I've experienced that so many times in our meetings around the country. Even though forgiveness has been bestowed, they struggle with that guilt and a sense of inadequacy because of something that happened maybe years ago, maybe when they were teenagers. God's ultimate desire for us is that we would experience the freedom, like that word, freedom, which comes from accepting his pardon and grace. If your thoughts are haunted by memories of past sin, then you know how difficult it is to enjoy your life to the fullest. Much of the depression that plagues our society today comes from a crushing weight of guilt, does it not? But once you confess your sin to God, God forgives you. He restores your fellowship with Him. To continue feeling unforgiven is we're really self-defeating for crying out loud. God's wiped away your sin. Don't you forget it. He remembers it no more. Isaiah 43, 25. If you've confessed to God and you've truly repented, you are the only one who can resurrect the memory of that sin. A man, a woman, a child is what he thinks about all day long. What are you thinking about? One of the best ways I have found to put an end to such troublesome thoughts is to write out a confession to Almighty God and then just sign the thing and you date it. Then you go through the following scriptures concerning the forgiveness of Almighty God. Mark them down. Got a pencil there, pen? Mark them down. 
Psalm 86, 5. Psalm 103, 2, 3, and 4. Micah 7, 18. Daniel 9, 9. 1 John 1, 9. And of course, Hebrews 8, 12. Write out those verses alongside your confession. And once you've completed this project, read over what you've written there and consider what God has to say to you and about your sin. Then, across the page in big, bold letters, I'd write this. I am forgiven by God because of His Son's love and death at Calvary. Anytime the enemy tries to torment you with your past, hey, take out that paper and pray. I refuse to accept Satan's lies. Based on the death of Jesus Christ for my sins, I stand forgiven for eternity before Almighty God, and I refuse any attempt to cause me to doubt what Christ has done for me. Satan, you and your demons get away from me in the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ's death is sufficient payment for my transgressions. I am accepted and loved by God. I know it. I believe it. I think this could be called your um, declaration of independence. If Christ sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So I guess, again, the question is, are you free today? Most likely, you would say that uh, you are. Perhaps you would base your answer on the fact that you go most anywhere you choose and do what you like without anyone interfering in your life. Thousands of men and women have died at home and abroad while protecting our country from those who would oppress it. Good message for now, wouldn't you say? Or fighting to liberate maybe another nation. That's America. Freedom is always an expensive proposition. And this is especially true in a spiritual sense. Many people think that they have liberty because no one questions their activities or hinders their travel. And yet they're enslaved by all kinds of bondage, anger and stress and workaholism, bitterness, unforgiveness, depression, anxiety, fear. More oh, that can really imprison you. Any of this sound familiar? While a country can experience liberty on the battlefield, no nation is free until its people are free. And no person is free unless he or she is free on the inside. The truth is, there's only one way for a genuine liberation to happen to you, and I, I love it. John 8, 36, if Jesus Christ makes you free, you will be free indeed. Paul's words from Galatians 5, 1, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not subject again to a yoke of slavery. Remember what that was like? I was a slave to cigarettes, four packs a day, alcohol. To understand Jesus's mission of liberating everyone who follows him, we must know what freedom really means. It's commonly defined as a liberty from any type of enslavement or the opportunity and privilege to pursue one's desires and life goals without restraint or coercion from anyone. But greatest of all, freedom is to live a godly life through the power of the Holy Spirit. How are you doing today? We're never truly free until the grace and the goodness and the mercy of Almighty God becomes a reality in our personal experience. So there's the question, how are you doing? And finally, the man said, this is true. Tried to get his mom's phone disconnected, but the customer service rep said, 
since the account was in dad's name, he'd have to, he'd have to put in the request. The fact he's been dead for 40 years didn't sway this woman at all. Then a solution came. Hey, if I stop paying the bill, you'll stop the service, right? Well, yes, she said reluctantly, but that would ruin his credit. <laughs> oh, my. Come on. You you think I make this stuff up, right? Can't say any more. That's it. Hello, world, for a Thursday. Thanks so much for being here. Tell others about the broadcast, and remember... Facebook love hearing from you. And that's the way it is. Thursday, January the 26th, 2023. God bless. Have a great day.